the crew that I had, we were pretty scrappy and we kind of made our own little clubhouse. Oh, really? And uh, looking back, I'm like, we were gross. We would take... Welcome to Did I Do That? This is a show about the mistakes that we make on the way to making graphic design because it's all part of the process. I'm Sean Schumacher and joining me, a very special guest, a illustrator, a designer, as you describe in your portfolio, a wannabe ceramicist, although I think you can properly remove the wannabe at this stage. Um, It's Jackie Brown. Hi, Sean. Welcome. Welcome to this (laughs) terrible show. No, thank you for having me. Um, Super excited to be here. (laughs) Here at the PSU Graphic Design Program, we have a weekly lecture series called Show and Tell. Yeah. That's an original name. No one else has ever used that for anything. Yeah. Um, Ignore all imitators. We had Jackie as a guest. I would say that that was my very first Zoom presentation. (laughs) It was rad, too. I feel like you and Kate did an amazing, like, tag team of, like, host job for that. I was like, oh my gosh, y'all are definitely, like, radio hosts. (laughs) And then here here we are. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're a regular morning zoo crew. Yeah. If I could get a sound effects panel, oh, (laughs) oh. What a day I would have. I mean, speaking of like morning DJs, my dad's one of the kind of earliest morning DJs. Uh, He had a radio show in, I want to say, like 81 in Vegas that started at like 5 a.m. and went to maybe 8 or 9 (laughs) a.m. Dang. <laughs> Not that, an ideal time to, to wake up. Yeah, to get up and drive, yeah. you know, 15 miles, go into a windowless booth and try to talk about all the, yeah. <laughs> all the cool stuff happening. I guess when you Las were Vegas. younger, how did you see your dad as a, were you just like, oh my gosh, like, my dad's like a cool radio host, so you're just like, oh yeah. Well, I saw it maybe as a very strange thing for sure, but also a thing that like I might be able to do something with. Like one of my obsessions growing up was that I really wanted to start my own cat food brand, and I really don't know why. Okay. <laughs> Specifically, I wanted to start my own brand of cat food. Did you first off? Did you have a lot of cats? I had one cat. Okay. And I. I think this was just one of those like type of activities where it's just like, okay, we're just going to do a thing from a book and it's going to keep everybody calm for a little while. And then there we go. Okay. And she found a recipe and I think it was for dog biscuits. Okay. But we didn't have a dog at that point. So we made, we made them as cat biscuits. The cat did not eat them. Oh, but you enjoyed making I guess so. the cat biscuits. I don't think we ever made them again though, which oh. was the weird Is it because part. the cat didn't like I don't, them? Yeah, because the cat wanted nothing to do, because they're dog Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they taste like dog things. So I, like, I maybe that <laughs> That might actually be my one of my earliest graphic design things. Like I really wanted to make this cat food brand and I drew pictures of the bag. Did you did you have any like kid businesses or anything like that growing up? My dad was in the Air Force. Yeah. And I was born in Japan. I lived overseas mainly in Japan for about 12 years. Oh, I didn't realize that you'd lived in Japan that long. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. 12 years, but we would kind of move around. So the setup, we're in Japan, but on a military base. It's pretty much 
much just like a mini USA, right? We use dollars. Oh, I didn't realize it went that far. Yeah. We have like a little commissary that's like a grocery store. We have a BX, a base exchange that's like our target. Not as great as Target, but (laughs) like, you know. I mean, what could be? Right. The spot that you get your like daily essentials. But as far as fun things to do when you're a kid, majority of the time in the neighborhood, you would just kind of like click up with the neighborhood kids. I mean, I guess as you would anywhere. But the crew that I had, we were pretty scrappy and we kind of made our own little clubhouse. Oh, really? And uh, looking back, I'm like, we were gross. We would take... (laughs) 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 That feels like a kid's space, yeah. Yeah, we would take just like random furniture that people would throw away that would be like on the side of the street and like (laughs) we would just probably has a sign on it that says bed bugs do not touch (laughs) we would just like take things and place it in our little clubhouse (laughs) looking back I'm like ew why did we actually do that? So we had a little clubhouse next to a little field where we would play kickball. That's pretty good. Yeah. I had the idea to like try to raise money to buy bases and like a legit kickball because I feel like the kickballs were, you know, like the red rubber ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Um, got a little heft to it, ideally. Yeah. Because I feel like we would normally just use kind of whatever like soccer ball or Oh, just sure. like any random ball that'd be around, but yeah. I was like, "Yo, like I want this to be legit, right?" Like you a want clubhouse. a ball with some bounce, yeah. Clubhouse, we have a kickball field. I want some legit bases <laughs> and like a, a really good kickball. So yeah. I feel like this was before I started drawing. This was like, all right, let's just kind of do what all the other kids do with like kool-aid stand and like selling things for like five cents oh sure i mean the cornerstone (laughs) of the kid economy yeah selling powdered beverages on the side of the road exactly and then just like looking for change underneath the couch and stuff and i just remember going to the toy store and just like having this bag of change and my parents just being like just keep that We don't want to count that. Right. It's like, just keep that. And then like, I'll buy the ball and the bases. And I just remember being so excited to like show my friends. That's. I mean, it's a big accomplishment. I will say that it didn't last long. Like, we, <laughs> we like played with it maybe like a couple of days. And then like one weekend, there were some bases that got shredded up by a lawnmower. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and then there was one game where the ball got kicked so hard that it went on top of somebody's roof. Oh. (laughs) And it was just way too high for us to get it back. You got sandlotted. Yeah. I will never forget this day because I was so scared to go back. So I was the owner of this ball, right? Even though, like, it was for all of us, like, I would be the one to take it home and, like, bring it out whenever we would play with it. You were the caretaker. But I remember being so scared to come home without the ball that day to tell my mom because she she was just like what we essentially like paid for that like you better go get that ball but yeah never yeah it never came down and you know i I got chewed out 
but I feel like that became the end of that. Like, oh, you didn't we, get another ball. No, it was just no. I think oh. we ended up kind of just going back to what we started with, <laughs> oh. just kind of like oh. raggedness. Yeah. <laughs> um, well. But yeah, that's the danger with kickball. Yeah, I mean, there's many other dangers, such as <laughs> the face kickings and true. Uh, I mean, various kickings mainly. <laughs> it's pretty much a kick related injury that you're gonna get. Yeah, well, that's that's so sad. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Since we lived in Japan during the summer, my dad would be able to take off from work. We would come to the States and go on road trips. We would go to 20 plus states and just go to every military base because we could stay on their military lodging for free. Damn, all right. <laughs> I mean, usually I would have like workbooks to work on, but I do remember this one where my brother taught me how to make bubble letters, but with the little shine marks. Extremely yeah. 90s energy. And I feel Useful like, again now today. Yo, I still, <laughs> I still use them. Uh, so I feel like ever since he taught me how to do that, I practiced so much and I... I I came into this thing where I just would write my name everywhere. I started off with bubble letters, but then I would try to mimic other styles as well. I have some workbooks where literally every page is just like my name just everywhere. <laughs> but like really honing in a way like your lettering style that you're still like drawing from. Yeah, exactly. Pretty formative. Um, so I want to say I started that around like 10. Wow. I don't have the artwork from when I was 10, but I do have notebooks from high school where I kind of continued it. But yeah, I feel like that was kind of the start. You know, I feel like I would never get any drawing books. I feel like I always use my brother as reference. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's five years older than I am, and he has been drawing for a very long time. He did characters, but then he would also do like like type. So that's where oh. the like, bubble letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would like try to mimic his characters. But as I got a little older, I was really into like Sanrio characters. Oh, sure. I mean. And like Sailor Moon. That's kind of where I found my own style with like the cutesy, bubbly characters. Just Um, pure joy. Yeah. So I feel like in high school, that's kind of where I started creating these little characters and animals, but a bit distorted. (laughs) Like with their eyes, particularly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, like a little a little off model or more like you know just trying to do something a little different yeah i i don't can i show you yes absolutely okay (laughs) (laughs) so here's a ceramic oh yeah that i made so you see the eyes where it's like one really big eye yeah it's got kind of the new iphone cameras as (laughs) an eye yeah this is uh, a button series that i did in high school and the storyline, I want to say it kind of mimicked my life. So I have references of Japan, yeah, like bears, and then I have a girl with Afro puffs, and I feel like that was me. Yeah, was that <laughs> that was kind of your hairstyle at the time? Well, or maybe I, an aspirational hairstyle. It's, at it's the time. an aspirational <laughs> hairstyle. I always loved Afro puffs. Yeah. 
Um, it's a good, powerful look. Yeah. So my hair, I had a lot of hair, big curly, but my mom would always have it in pigtails. And that's kind of what I was known to being the girl with pigtails. Oh. <laughs> um, but I would always look at Afro puffs and be like, yo, those are rad. Like, I want some. <laughs> yeah. How how old were you when you made these buttons? Like. Um, they're really good. Oh, like, thanks. <laughs> you, you've got like you're doing really dynamic things with the lettering. You're really thinking about composition like really yeah. well. Like things are contained, so, but like breaking the frame in just the right ways. That was in high school. I want to say 12th grade because that was actually my senior thesis. I just remember for AP art. Everybody had their own thing where people like painted portraits. There was somebody who did like still life. There was somebody who did ceramics. And I just remember thinking like, can I curse? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I just, curse to your heart's content. Yeah, I just remember being like, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, well, I do like making buttons. Yeah. And like, I kind of have these characters that I like to draw. So I just remember my art teacher just being like, yo, you could literally do whatever you want. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So that was kind of my start as just like realizing that I don't have to do what everybody else is doing. So I was just like, all right, well, cool. I could do this. So I'm going to just go for it. So that's huge. Like that's that's such a. Like, this is the start of your trajectory. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, right here. Uh, shout out to Miss Hammond. I haven't seen you in so long, but, you know, <laughs> I wanted to give you a shout out. <laughs> but, yeah, she had a button machine. And I just remember being so fascinated by it and be like, yo, I yeah. can make my own buttons on the spot. It's such a mesmerizing thing. <laughs> like yeah. you, because you don't, you, you don't really see the button making happening. No. Like you, it's this big industrial clamp thing. If you've never used a button maker, mm-hmm. and you put the round thing in there, and another round thing below it, and then you just Whack pull it. the lever, <laughs> and then it's like all together, and you're like, what? What was the magic right. that happened? So <laughs> the pressure. Okay. So before this, I actually made custom buttons for my friends. Really? Yeah. Just like one-off type things. Right. Some people I made characters of them, or I would go into like what their favorite thing is. Like if they like giraffes, then I would make them a giraffe button, or like. Oh. So I made custom buttons for people, and then I kind of started hogging it up. So. <laughs> Um, it got to the point where the art teacher would like, I want to say she was trying to hide it from me. (laughs) And I I remember specifically joining art club after school just to like use it. Oh, (laughs) yeah. It's important to your work. Like, you know, sculptors got to have, that's a bad example. I don't know what sculptors (laughs) (laughs) A thing of clay and a little thing to. A lot of tools to sculpt. To <laughs> something like that. But yeah, for my thesis, I made 12 button designs. So I actually made the buttons and then I blew up the designs. I want to say they're maybe like 12 by 12. And I showcased that as well. And I, I remember doing the flyer too. Oh, you designed the flyer? Yeah. It was a penguin. It was a chubby <laughs> penguin holding a paintbrush and a little palette. Oh. And it said AP Art Show. I still have it on my refrigerator at my parents' house. Do you really? Yeah. It's from, let y'all know why. 
age. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I, I can cut this yeah, out if no, you... No, it's yeah. fine. It's from 2006 when I graduated hey, high school. I, I think that was the year after me. Oh, yeah. snap. Yeah. But yeah, I just remember being super excited because I feel like that was probably my first promotional piece was the flyer for that. That's huge. So yeah, I would say that that's the start of my like graphic design yeah <laughs> but you, so when you're making the buttons when you're making the like did you really have a lot of context for like what design was yet or when uh, when did that yeah sort of come about? i believe so because with being a fan of like sanrio oh yeah they make a lot of product right <laughs> there you can get i'm sure a hello Everything. kitty insert blank here and yeah. there's one exists. So I ha- I collected a lot of things. I collected pencils, erasers, stickers. I would collect them, obviously, from, like, the design. Yeah. And just, like, whatever looked the best. But I feel like I would always look at that stuff and be like, yo, like, this layout's kind of cool. Or like, I kind of see how they married, like, this character with, like, type around it. And I feel like that definitely influenced me. So, essentially, I was kind of making my little characters that kind of mimicked Sanrio, Care Bears, Sailor Moon, and Powerpuff Girls. Just for, like joyful. Yes. Bright- Bright, colorful worldscapes. Yes, yes. That were my jam. And with the Powerpuff Girls, I was like, yo, it would be rad to make black girls. Obviously, at the time, like, there wasn't a lot of... No, representation was very bad at that time. So I was like, I'm going to make my own, the Afropuff Girls. (laughs) Beautiful. I love it. I forget the names that I came up with, but, you know, one had Afro Puffs, one had cornrows, and then the other one had maybe like a half cornrow and then like half Afro. (laughs) But yeah, those are super fun. I definitely feel like high school, I was able to venture in like my creativeness (laughs) i mean that i it sounds really like formative for who you kind of ended up being like oh here's some of the notebooks oh my god so there's two closed notebooks that are like you've got a lot of lettering on the outside like lots of different styles and then on the inside just like really dense like drawings on top of drawings yeah so what you're looking at are uh composition notebooks that me and my friend victoria would trade back and forth so we would always like draw mainly our names (laughs) i don't know if we really did characters i feel like it was mainly a lot of just type yeah i mean there's a couple characters on here there's what looks like a little very unhappy fly just sort of down in the corner it's got ah (laughs) oh there's a bug zapper also above it the bug zapper is a lot smaller than this fly Maybe uh, it's going to be okay. It might come away with like a sunburn or something. But you've got some really beautiful like Jackie Brown lettering under there. I, I was looking at this one on the top because I, when you mentioned composition notebook, I kind of realized you're like pasting a layer of paper or like collage oh, on yeah. top. Yep. It's collage then, plus like illustrations on top. Like it's very, it's like a kind of ambitious for how much stuff you're doing with this. Lots of different lettering styles really really dense some of these pages my god i, I like to um and with like pen and stuff yeah it's taken forever i don't like um negative space <laughs> <laughs> you're in good company here then yeah. 
I don't, I don't think there's a there's a spare shred of wall in this room. Right. I think we're a maximalist institution. Yes. Maximalist. Yeah. <laughs> we believe in no negative space. So after high school, what kind of propelled you into into design a little bit? I was not one of those kids that applied to a lot of colleges. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wanted to do everything my brother did. And he graduated from Ringling Art School of Design. Oh, yeah. Very prestigious. Yeah. In Sarasota, Florida. So Although the name does make it sound like it is a clown school. Oh, my. Oh my gosh. Sort of. Everybody, whenever yeah. I mention it, they're like, "Well, you went to clown school." <laughs> I, my uncle literally did go to the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Clown what? School. Yeah. Oh wow, your family is just we're, so, we're weird. So far, <laughs> just you got radio hosts, you got <laughs> clown, clown. Yeah. Um, I mean, my grandfather was, I don't know if I've told this story on the show before. My grandfather was a professional rodeo clown. Like he invented the thing where a clown will jump in a barrel at the rodeo and pick it up from the inside. Oh. Because the rodeo clown, like they're there to protect the bull rider when they get kicked off. Uh Uh-huh. They're sort of uh, cannon fodder in a terrible way. So did he, uh, with the barrel, it was that a protection? Yeah. Like it's, you... When you're like trying to distract the bull, I guess you you like have to be as visible as possible, and then you have to get away because the, the bull is just pissed yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is this fucking clown doing here? I'm gonna get this guy. Whoa. Um, so they would they would like make an escape to a barrel because uh-huh. it's just like walls all around. Um, and if the bull got into the barrel, that would be a very bad time. So <laughs> oh, yeah. he had the idea that maybe you should remove the closed end of the barrel so you can get out if the bull does get in. Yeah. So you, your brother went to Ringling. He studied illustration and I was like, ooh, I like to draw. Like, I want to study illustration too. <laughs> and he was just like, no, no. <laughs> why, why not? He was like, no, I don't think you should do that. Um, oh. you, he was like, you should look into graphic design because also like when you graduate you'll have more job opportunities just looking back i'm just like yo thank you thank you for telling me (laughs) because you're right yeah it's better to be a swiss army knife in this field yeah Um, and he was just like i know that you like to draw and like you could definitely do that too yeah i believe when he first started off in school he was a graphic design major and then he ended up going into illustration so he kind of did the opposite yeah but after he graduated (laughs) he was like no don't do it do the other way around so he actually went back i had it wrong yeah he went back to graphic design so i was like all right cool i had a very lengthy college career which is not uncommon ultimately no i will say i'm still paying off college loans hey same here (laughs) yeah I don't think that that will ever end. No. I'm like, come on, forgiveness. Like, please. just let's just erase it, please. Yeah, we don't have to keep doing this dance. Right, right. I don't have the money. Yeah. I don't know what to do. So, um, after I graduated from high school, as I mentioned, I didn't apply to a lot of colleges. I had my mindset for Ringling. Yeah, I actually got in, but my parents were like, oh my gosh, we paid so much money for your brother to go. Can you do something else? Private art schools are painful. Yeah, they're like, you know, what about something in the medical field? My (laughs) my mom's Filipino. 
So she's like, medical field, yeah. like nurses. And I'm like, no. We'll always find work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know. So I was just like, hey, what? Okay. I was like, what about art therapy? Sure. So after I graduated high school, I went to community college because I was still figuring out what exactly I wanted to do. Yeah. But I told them that I'd be a psychology major just to kind of like make them happy. <laughs> but then also like get my general ed classes out the way yeah after that i was living in san antonio texas at the time and i was not a fan of san antonio texas <laughs> uh and also just growing up my parents were really strict as oh. far as me being able to like hang out with friends or like spend the night at yeah. people's houses. I never really went to any parties or anything. So a lot of my friends from Japan moved to the East Coast, specifically around Atlanta, and I had my head set on like yo, I want to move to Atlanta. Yeah. Like, if you're not going to let me go to school in Ringling, and, like, I know I don't want to be in Texas anymore, um, like... I might as well be around cool people I already know. exactly. So I just kind of researched art school in Atlanta and came across the Art Institute of Atlanta. Sure. Which was that, like, chain... Yeah, we had one here for a while. Yeah, there's... This, This building actually used to be theirs. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I feel like I know a lot of um, people from Portland who went to the Art Institute here. Yeah. But um, the one in uh, Atlanta, it was really bad. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. It was one of the cases where I didn't really do my research on, you know, how well the school was. It was just more so. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the trap that those really intentionally do because you don't really know what you're looking for. No, they sell you on it's accelerated, right? Like you could get a bachelor's degree in two to three years. That doesn't sound crushing at all. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So initially I was like, all right, cool. You know, uh, it's in Atlanta. I have an uncle in Atlanta to kind of help try to sell my parents and to letting me go there. (laughs) You've got an anchor. Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, all right, it's art. You know, it's a school. It's a college to go to. I got accepted. Um, And I was there for two years. And it was sad because I feel like I was in classes where we were all learning out of the book, like even the teacher Oh, that's a great energy. Yeah. So I was just like, yo, like, this is crazy. Like, there are some projects that I was able to do that I thought was cool. Specifically, I did this branding for a yogurt company. All right. And I remember making, I have videos on my Facebook where I recorded kind of like the processes where I was just like, there's this project that I'm working on and like, here are some sketches. Um, This is what the teacher said and here's my feedback. And this was at the time where um, photo booth. Oh, yes. I was into photo booth. (laughs) I mean, those early effects, the like roller coaster, the the sort of alien thing. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, there were some cool projects that I feel like I did, but essentially, I feel like I was not getting as much as I needed to get from the school. After two years, I was just like, you know what? This is kind of my time to, you know, be out of the house. I'm around all my friends. So I'm like, let me enjoy being able to go on road trips. 
Yeah. Where I could drive one hour and be in Alabama or like two hours and be in North Carolina where when I was in Texas you have to drive like six eight hours to get outside of the state not a lot in between yeah so I went on a lot of road trips (laughs) um I didn't really tell my parents I don't think my parents (laughs) are listening to this but (laughs) no Um, this is a fictional story if they are this is this, this is a fiction podcast. Um, yeah. There's a space alien that's going to come oh in my later gosh. on. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. yeah, uh, so the two years, you know, I learned some things, but I didn't, with what I was paying, I feel like I wasn't getting the education that I deserved. Yeah. Um, there's, so, kind of, there's a Trump University energy, unfortunately, oh my gosh. a lot of for-profit colleges. And yeah. it sounds like that it, was a big vibe. It was kind of sad because Institute. I feel like a lot of the kids that I went to school, like my friends that I made at that school, like a lot of us didn't follow through or finish. Like yeah. either financially people couldn't follow through or just like they didn't really feel like they were getting the education that they needed. Yeah. So after two years, went back home and I was just like, okay, what do I do now? And at the time, my brother was living in San Francisco and he was working for a startup, a social gaming company. And he had a lot of friends that went to art school in San Francisco. And they had recommended the Academy of Art. Which is a fairly big presence in yeah, it's, the Bay. I mean, I feel like they own so many buildings yes. in San Francisco. I, I, was, I was out there, I mean, I think it was the summer before the pandemic. And I remember just coming across their like student newspaper <laughs> in a newsstand and like being like, Wow, this is like astonishingly polished. Oh, like, yeah. It looks better than the Oregonian does. It's pretty legit. Like, so he told me about it. I ended up visiting him for like a week. And I just remember being like, yo, like this place is amazing. That yeah. was my first time in San Francisco. And he just like introduced me to his friends. And I remember going to a music show and just kind of just like going around and be like, yo, I want to. I want to live here. Yeah. It's an easy city to fall in love with. Yeah. So I visited in spring and then I ended up applying to the Academy of Art. And then I started attending like that fall. I had to start all over again. Oh, they didn't take anything? They didn't take anything from the Art Institute. Because it wasn't necessarily like, I feel like the Academy. No, no, (laughs) not at all. No. So I was just like, Damn. Yeah, credit, so, accreditation is really important. You want to make sure that when you're taking credits, yeah. that they go somewhere if you people, need to leave. People do your research. Yeah. I did not do my research. <laughs> <laughs> so hence I'm, you know. Yeah, but you have to like learn a whole nother language basically to, yeah. to do that research. And that's mm-hmm. not great. Yeah. So I did four years and it was it was great as far as like the things that I learned. I feel like we focused on a lot of print and branding, packaging. We had a like explorative like type class. Um, Just trying to make it as expressive as possible. Uh, yeah, it was insane. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, how insane? How uh, type class? Um, uh, bless her heart. Um, <laughs> You know, it was it was like good things always follow that. Yeah. I had her for type one and type two. Really had us like push the envelope, right? Like yeah. 
taking apart or like you know really making obscene and like just like things <laughs> that you don't normally see yeah because in... maybe they're not <laughs> so yeah. applicable to right. the real world in any exactly, way exactly exactly but no i mean looking back i'm like i'm glad yeah. that she pushed us because i feel like those projects in my portfolio are the head turners yeah right because it's like things that you won't necessarily see all the time so it's yeah. just like oh shit like that looks really cool and, and that's and i think that's that's the thing that i think a lot of students will sometimes like look past is like yeah. you know they they're so wanting to show I mean, sometimes they'll have like an internship where they're doing, you know, like form design or something like that and mm-hmm. designing against a brand. And that's fine. But like basically anybody can do that. Something that is a little out of the ordinary and can be like more expressive and more playful. Like that stands out to people. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was working retail part time just to, you know, of course, get some some pennies. Yeah. <laughs> You'd need a lot of them in San Francisco. Exactly, exactly. So the school that I went to, it was strictly like graphic design, right? There wasn't a focus on illustration. I feel like there was a couple of us that would include illustrations within our projects, like packaging or like when it came to branding. But I feel like I didn't really have a lot of teachers that focused on that. But like, so illustration is like primarily what you do now. I feel like that's what what brought you back into that world. And and I feel like after graduating, I was one of the main students that went into apparel graphics. That's Uh, a big field. Yeah. So when I graduated again, here comes my brother helping me out. <laughs> um, he was freelancing as a illustrator at Old Navy uh, oh. in the kids department. Yeah. And at the time, they needed like a design coordinator. Pretty much a glorified like intern oh. to kind of do all the things that the designers either didn't want to do or like didn't have time to do. Oh. So like organizing, <laughs> you know, samples and like making mood boards and color palettes and um, but then also do like cleanup work yeah. too, right? I made sure I got in cool with a lot of the designers that I was surrounded by because I essentially wanted to do what they were doing. So I was just like, yo, you're drawing all these things like you have a lot on your plate. Can I help you out? with some of these patterns or like graphics because I could draw too. And like I went to school for graphic design. I graduated as a graphic designer. (laughs) (laughs) Like I know that y'all don't see me as that because you, you know, I'm doing all these other things that yeah. are not design worth. But yeah, I did that for two years. And within the two years, I got in cool with print and pattern designers. And I was able to get some designs out. And then also some accessories as well with yeah. illustrations. I was looking at your portfolio site before we before we sort of got together in here. Like, yeah. is that the like work that was yep. sort of because it's really beautiful and it looks thank you i mean it's your aesthetic yeah like, still like yeah so with that i was kind of able to because yeah i have it on my resume as design coordinator yeah but obviously i don't have anything to show for that <laughs> so i was like you know what instead of 
you know, like focusing on that, I'll just like highlight the prints and graphics that I was actually able to make, even though my title wasn't. Well, a, I mean, I think uh, that's illustrator. like that's the most important thing that came out of that job. Yeah, oh, I don't, for sure. I don't see why you wouldn't do that. Yeah. So after two years, I wasn't able to get a. A full-time gig on that team doing that but some of my friends who I went to school with were actually on the marketing team and they were looking for a designer and we're just like what's up like <laughs> <laughs> it's like yo you like, already know our brand really well right exactly it's just like you're already at Old Navy yeah. like what's up you want to be on our team and I was just like uh yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> so I then went to the brand marketing team at Old Navy where we focused on in-store signage, window displays. Every so often I would help out with social and like some bigger campaigns that they had. But then also I was able to lead like in-store fun events or sounds like, great yo in-store fun was like my jam that's actually what it was called internally in-store internally fun. yeah it was like ah. yeah in-store fun like <laughs> initiatives which included th- this was like you know the in-store fun stuff you didn't get revenue from it it was just like fun things for the kids yeah maybe en- draw some people in yeah to you know. to draw people in but then also to kind of keep the kids busy while you know the parents <laughs> the parents shop right yeah. or the caretaker shop i've got to try on pants somebody right go color yeah. over there Sounds there's some great. stickers or there's like uh origami thing over there so yeah Very cool actually yeah. so i kind of I kind of made that like my thing where, yeah, it was cool to make, you know, having to do the in-store signage and and all that stuff. But then like in-store fun, I was like, all right, come on. (laughs) I was like, I've always wanted to do holographic stickers. Now it's the time to do it. Oh, God. Yeah. That because you're you would just be open to do anything. Yeah, exactly. Well, depending on the budget. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I feel a lot like, of permission giving oh, though for in store fun. Yeah, you put fun in the title of anything. Mm-hmm. Pretty so, free form, exactly. So yeah, did that for about two years, and then I took a trip out here to Portland, and I met somebody at Nike just randomly, and ended up kind of getting an opportunity. And of course, I was just like, what? <laughs> I would have never, I would have never applied to Nike. Yeah, it's a very different energy, to be sure. Yeah. You know, being that I was, I don't want to say I was a sneakerhead, but I was a avid collector of shoes back in the day. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're an avid collector generally. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. that's yeah. one of the most collectible of things. Right. So I don't really promote it, but like, I have a really big sneaker collection. I started collecting i want to say in high school um mainly because well i would get obviously i didn't have money in high school so it would just be whatever my parents were willing to buy me yeah and then after high school i started working i got a job at like champ sports where i would get 50 percent off oh damn every so often so 
pretty big as an employee discount. Yeah, that's when I really started going ham and of, buying shoes that I did not need. A lot, a lot of margin on those shoes if they can get yeah, that so discount. My God. My paycheck went right back into the company. <laughs> They knew what they were doing, though. Right. So Champ Sports was under the, like, Foot Locker umbrella. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, not only Champ Sports, but I would be at, like, the Foot Lockers and the Foot Actions. Yeah. Wait, so all of them were owned by the same entity? I believe so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've I've always been a fan of Nike. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty good in, I would say. Yeah, I, I had a lot of shoes, and, you know, even just growing up and being a fan of the brand when I was in Japan, I always saw Nike as this like, what? Like I would never try to apply there because I don't think that I would. But also my like illustration style. I guess I just never thought that it would fit because I always thought Nike as like fast graphics and, you know, footwear design. And I was like, I don't know. Well, that's that's like the funny thing about that kind of like Nike specifically too. Right. I feel like what you see is like an iceberg. Like it's just the tip of this weird massive thing that's got a lot of different aesthetics to it yeah. underneath and like there is no one Nike. Like there's the Futura bold condensed, I want to say <laughs> condensed italic. <laughs> yeah. Uh but that's like one little little snippet mm-hmm. and then there's like Yeah. They're everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, They're everywhere to me. (laughs) And when I close my eyes, it's Nike I see. Oh, wow. Look at that. Can I remember any more of this song? No. No, actually. I'm like, did anybody in your family do jingles? (laughs) (laughs) No. Musical talent is unfortunately not a part of the the Schumacher energy. Um, Atonal singing, mostly. But yeah, I had the opportunity to work at Nike and essentially I didn't know what team I was going to be on. You know, they were just like global football. Oh, you have the opportunity to be on the global football team. Like, are you interested? And I was like, global football. (laughs) I was like, I was like soccer. Huh? Okay. I was like, oh man, I don't know shit about soccer. (laughs) I was like, I mean, I do remember back in the day being excited about seeing the super bright soccer cleats. Sure. But I actually never play. I play kickball. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of with a soccer ball sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was better soccer. So that was kind of my knowledge of that. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I have the opportunity. I'm going to hop on it. If anything, this is going to be a huge learning experience. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So coming in, it was for sure because I was kind of intimidated by my coworkers because I was like, oh, my gosh, like everything that they it's like, you know, like I mentioned, fast fits like fast like cutting edge graphics and i was just like i'm drawing these cute like (laughs) chubby characters and bubble letters like how how am i into this world but you know like i said my type teacher in my portfolio like i definitely explored a lot of different styles i feel like in school and i kind of feel like that kind of helped get me the gig at nike yeah i I definitely learned a lot and you know definitely getting into that photoshop 
<laughs> a bit more. <laughs> oh, oh, so many photos that yeah. have to be tweaked. Oh, for sure. Altered. Mm-hmm. And I definitely had a rad team that helped me out so much. So, you know, that was definitely a, a rad experience being on that team. But also crazy because... Uh, football is huge outside yeah. of the states. It's the big one worldwide. Yeah, That's... and me coming in, I I didn't realize that. And I was like, oh shit! Like, there's so many teams that you know Nike license. Yeah, and I didn't realize that. You know, like we had a really big team. And that's a weird thing to think about that, like a large chunk of the planet <laughs> is going to see yeah. the work that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it pr- like when this when the things actually come out, you're just like, yo, I did that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yo, this is like in the world. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, did that for about two years and. Uh, currently, I'm on the kids team. Thank you so much. If people want to find out more about your work, where can they find it? On Instagram, JackfaceKilla at Instagram. And I have a website, HelloJackieBrown.com. Yes. <laughs> and there's there's lots of amazing work up there. I also want to kind of throw a plug here to Aaron Robinson of Opening Presents. It's a really good show. And uh, yeah. Jackie's on there. Past guest Jason Sturgill is also on there. If you want to hear this show, but like done by a professional person. Oh. <laughs> Go shout check out, out opening shout out presents. To Aaron. That yeah. was my very first podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, it's such a great show. So if you enjoyed this show, then I will really love it if you would please leave a review for it on the service that you use to listen to it. Uh, also, if you want to just tell a friend about the show, that's very much appreciated too. Because uh, you know, like podcasts, they usually just grow organically, like a. Uh, flower out of a crack in the sidewalk and it means hope something like that yeah you can also follow the show on social media you can find all those links on our website did i do that that design so i am sean schumacher this is did i do that as always we say it's time for no more recording now (laughs) okay that's it bye <laughs> it's time for no more re- <laughs> I have some of my high school textbooks where I'm just like <laughs> I was like no I don't think we need these yeah, anymore <laughs> I'm not, not gonna really reference this probably yeah, exactly I'm not gonna I didn't like it then and I still don't like it now no I, I think my mom still has one of her algebra textbooks from I want to say 1977 or something like that wow <laughs> not not up to date I'm guessing Um, you also have headphones there if you okay. want to enjoy the headphone experience. That that Dasani is, of course, yours on the oh, on the you. great um, <laughs> whoopee cushion. Um, I cannot believe I actually found a whoopee cushion in the year 2022, but there we go. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> it's disappointingly different than <laughs> it would have been 50 years ago, which I think is really what I was hoping for. I guess um, I've never used or I've never... 
Yeah. I, I never use a, a whoopee cushion. Before. They're a little. I, I am a little kind of confused about how they do work because it's very flat. And I assume that you do have to like blow it up like a balloon, but it doesn't seal it anyway. So oh. how does it how does it hold air? How does the how does the toot happen? Why what, did you by ever what try process it? is toot? <laughs> I mean, we could try it now. I uh, guess maybe that's this is some good show content. All right, here we go. Uh, so I, I have I have gotten the whoopee cushion. This is a prank you brand whoopee cushion. Um, it says brap on it. Um, <laughs> presumably that is the sound that it will produce. I do not know. Um, it's extremely flat. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get air in there. Let's see. <laughs> this is, this is not the ideal scenario for anything. That's amazing. Jeez. <laughs> it I'm will like, not it, open. Does it even work or is it just for show? That's a great question. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Uh, the spout just really refuses to stay open. All oh. Right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a little bit of air going in. Well, I think I popped. <laughs> um, yeah, there is there is some air in there. Oh my gosh. Oh. oh, and it's kind of it's kind of staying. All right. So maybe it's like it's like super tight at the neck. Yeah, where... I guess so. Because you it looked like you're. Yeah, because it, <laughs> it's, it's kind of sealed hard. back up. Um. All oh, right. Wow. Let's. My keys do not want to go along with this journey. Uh, here we go. This is great audio. <laughs> This is nothing. No. Oh, hey! I missed it. <laughs> I stopped recording like right when the two came. Yeah, it was. It was. It's a late. It's a late tutor. Um, oh boy, that's gonna be. Yeah, don't do that. We're back at square one with that thing. Um, well, at least you know it works now. It does. We can confirm. Uh, I don't have to apply for the the warranty card. <laughs> um, I think maybe you should get like a like a basketball pump to try to like, <laughs> like put air idea. in it. Yeah, because that's about the right width for that uh-huh. little opening too. Um, yeah, this. I mean, maybe this is my my new cottage industry. It's just <laughs> whoopee cushion inflation. Um, you know. Hey, it's... thank you for trying that out. I've like I said, I've never. Like used a whoopee cushion or seen a whoopee cushion in person before. <laughs> well, it's it's so, kind of, it's like the rubber chicken. Like it's yeah. one of those things that's just sort of a gag, and mm-hmm. you like it's like you was see it ever it real? Around, you see it around everywhere, yeah. but it's not something that you really come across. Yeah, yeah. Like it's. <laughs> I, I mean, I would I would liken it definitely. Like this is a gentler version of like the old thing of like oh I put a tack on the teacher's seat mm. like. Which is <laughs> so malicious. Yeah. Um, I mean, this yeah. is this is a, you know, everybody toots. 